Well, last week with Pastor Chris, we saw the light entered creation. Could you imagine being there, like in the beginning of time? If we were to go back and, and to be in this moment, before there's any plants, before there's animals, birds, fish, before there's people, be, before the dry ground and the seas were separated, uh, the earth was, was an empty place. It was filled with, well, nothing, shapeless, formless, lifeless, darkness. Genesis 1, verse 3, and then God said, be light. These are the first words of God that are recorded in Scripture. And, and, and first words, um, I mean, first words even for us, I mean, there, there's a value, there's a meaning, there, there's something special in this moment. There's something important about the very first words. But I'm not sure we, we fully grasp what's happening here in the beginning. The speed of sound travels at 767 miles an hour. It's fast. But the speed of light travels almost a million times faster. Light travels at 671 million miles an hour. This means when, when God said, be light. I mean, he, he barely even finished the word and, and, and light would have been coming screaming to the earth. It would have passed the sound of his voice a million times faster, screaming to the earth and pushing out all darkness. Imagine if, if we were here, if, if the earth could hear or if we were here in the beginning, formless, lifeless, shapeless, darkness, and then without warning, like a crack of lightning, light comes screaming and, and ushering into the world. And all of a sudden, everything is it's light. And it's just like when you see lightning far away. And then later, there's a pause and you, you hear the thunder. We, we, we see the light come screaming to the earth. And all of a sudden, wait and wait for it. There's a delay. And we hear those words, be light. This is how light entered creation. There's no sun, there's no moon, there's no stars. This is the glory of the Lord coming to the earth. And he gives his glory a name, light. In the Bible, light is not a moment. Light is more than an event. God takes this theme of light, he, he attaches it to himself, but then he applies it to his people. Light's the first word, it's the first creation, the first particle that God said was good. It began the very first day, and from here on starts the conflict between light and darkness, good versus evil. And we see this conflict running page after page throughout the rest of the storyline of Scripture. Turn to Isaiah 60. Isaiah 60, the title of the message today is, is Light Enters Life. This is going to be a, a shorter message. In fact, this is the shortest message, shortest sermon I've, I've ever preached. Uh, consider this my, my Christmas gift to you. <laughs> And all God's people said, <laughs> 20 minutes, 20 minutes, Isaiah 60. Light is not an event. It's not a moment. It's more than a physical property. It's more than a switch, more than a star. It's more than house lights, headlights, flashlights. It's more than white lights, colored lights, LED lights. Light is more than the glow that comes from your phone. First thing we know about light, light is a response. When God said, be light, light listened, light obeyed, light responded. Today, I want us to look at three responses. Three responses when light enters our life. We're going to see that light attaches, light attracts, 
and light us. Isaiah 60, verse 1. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, thick darkness the peoples, but the Lord will rise upon you. His glory will be seen upon you. See, God attaches his light. He applies his light to his people. It says the light has come. And then three times it says that the glory has, has risen upon you. The Lord will, will arise upon you. His glory will be seen upon you. See, it's the, it's the Lord. It's, well, it's his light. It's his glory that, that attaches to us. What are we supposed to do? What, what is our response? Well, what does it say? Arise. Get up. Stand up. Wake up. This is the first word in the sentence, and in Hebrew, that always carries the emphasis. It's also the verb. Verbs gives us a command. It gives us an action, something to do. What do we do? We arise. The next word, shine. See, it's, it's his light. See, his, his glory attaches to us. See, he applies his glory to us. And so the, the reason that we get up, the reason we arise is, is so that we can shine. But the shining isn't, it's not about us. It's the Lord who comes upon you. It's his light, his glory. His presence is to be visible and seen. Look at the contrast here in verse two. Why, why do we do this? Why do we arise? Why, why do we shine? For behold, darkness shall cover the earth. Thick darkness, it, it covers the peoples. See, light stands up. Darkness pushes down. Darkness holds us down. Darkness is heavy. It's weighty. It's, it's like a blanket that just, just hangs on you and just, just covers the earth, suppressing and pushing and holding us down. Isn't it interesting how light impacts our mood and how we feel? I mean, we know this this time of year. I mean, this is a hard time of the year with the light, right? I mean, the sun sets, it feels at like 3.30 in the afternoon. If the sun even came up this week. I mean, the days are, are gloomy, they're dark, it's gray, it's blah. Is it just me or, or when do you get home, do you just, just want to hibernate? The summertime is totally different. The sun is out. The sun comes up and it's warm and it's rays and it, and it gives life. This, the sun just exudes energy and life. The days are long. See, light brings life. Without light, there's no life. There's a physical connection between light and life, but there's also a spiritual connection between light and life. Exodus 10, Moses stretches out his hand during the ninth plague. And in this moment, darkness covers the land. The Bible says for three days, pitch black darkness. That the, the Egyptians did not leave their house, did not leave their home for three days. It, it says that the darkness, it could be felt. It was that thick. But across the street, God's people, the Hebrews, somehow had light. Exodus 13, Moses is leading God's people out of Egypt. They're traveling through the, the desert wilderness. Verse 21, and the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead them along the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light. That they might travel by day and by night. And the pillar of fire by cloud, and, or the pillar of, of cloud by day, and the pillar of fire by night, and it did not depart. That God's presence did not depart from before the people. 
See, there's this pillar of cloud, this pillar of fire leading the Hebrews out of the land of, of slavery in, in, in Egypt. This, this is his glory. This is the Lord's presence. This is his, his visible manifest representation going before his people, leading them out of this, this physical darkness of this land. Jump ahead to the New Testament, Pentecost. Pentas, 50, 50 days after Passover, 50 days after Jesus died on the cross. And, and here, Jesus ascends to heaven, Acts chapter 1. The Holy Spirit descends to the earth, Acts chapter 2. And when the Holy Spirit comes, and it comes upon God's people, the disciples first, Luke, the author of, of Acts, he, he records that, that there was something above the disciples' head, something in, in Luke, and in Acts chapter 2, something like a, he says, a pillar of fire. It's just like the Exodus. But instead of guiding God's people out of physical darkness, the Holy Spirit, that God's presence has come to, to guide us out of a spiritual darkness. His, his presence, his, his glory, his spirit, his light is upon us. It's like a pillar of fire, a flame over our head that we're called to shine, shine in a dark, heavy world. It first attaches, a second this, this light attracts. Look at verse 3. The nations shall come to your light, and the kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes all around and see. They all gather together. They come to you. Your sons shall come from afar, and your daughters shall be carried on the hip. Something, something special about turning on lights that, that attracts people. Uh, my family, we, we used to go downtown to the Circle of Lights, to the, to the monument. Uh, but just as, as we had kids, it just became too much work. Too many people. I mean, wall to wall, shoulder to shoulder. Like, we're trying to push around a stroller. That was the last year. You can't find parking. So, so now we go downtown to Danville. It, well, it's... It's not a circle, it's a square, but it's the same thing, right? Like, we're standing outside, and it's cold, and we're all counting down from 10. So somebody can flip a giant switch and turn lights on a fake Christmas tree. Why do we do this? Why do we love this? Why do we come to this? Because light attracts people. Light is a place to gather. The text says that nations will come, that kings will come, that your sons who are far away will come back. Your daughters, your little ones who are still on mom's hip, they'll be there. The light gathers people. Light draws people. Hey, what's our response? How should we respond to this light as it enters our life? We want to be the kind of people who draw people in. The kind of homes where, where friends and, and families and, and neighbors, they, they gather. They come together. Sometimes gathering with family is hard. Relationships are messy. Family can be complicated. It could just be easier just to, to be alone. But the kind of light that we're supposed to be, it's a rising light. It's not in a hurry. It's, it's not pushy. It's, it's a slow light. It's, it's a warm light. It's a welcoming light. It's, it's an inviting light. It's an attracting light. It's not lightning. It's not scorching, it's not blinding, it's not burning. It's gentle, it's soft, it's warm. The people come to our light because it's, it's inviting and in a world with, with heavy, thick darkness that just drags people down, suppresses them and holds them down that we are called to arise, shine. 
lift people up. Three responses. Light, light attaches, light attracts, and light awes. Look at verse five. Then you shall see and be radiant, that your heart shall thrill and exalt. I love the progression here. That is the, there's a presence in the glory of the Lord that is, as it arises, as it, as it comes upon us, that, that we, we are to get up, that we are to arise, that we are to shine. And this is visible and, and people see, they, they take notice. People far away, people who are close to us. And we gather together and they see this, this brightness that is rising among us. And in a world that is dark and heavy, this, this light shines. Even this, this small flame, this pillar above our head that it stands out, there's, there's something special here that, that pulls people in. But as people get close to us, they realize it's not us. It's God's light. That he is the source of light. That as God begins to work in us and shine through us, that this is what people see. See, radiant isn't just a place that we go. Radiant is who we are commanded to be that we can be radiant. Why? Because he is radiant. So as we, we lift our eyes, as we look not upon ourselves or even each other, but as we lift our eyes and look to him, that, that we can be radiant as his presence, his, his light, his glory comes down upon us as a visible representation. We are to reflect him, to represent him, to illuminate him to the watching world around us and people see. Well, last week, Pastor Chris showed us a, a picture of light. This is a, a hologram, one photon, one particle of light. This is a wavelength of, of what a, a picture of light, a single particle, looks like. Two Polish physicists um, they created the first hologram. They're the ones who first discovered the, the, the picture, the shape of a wavelength of what light actually looks like at a, this like subatomic level. And they say this was a simple experiment. They, they just intersected two uh, light beams and were able to see this reflection, to see this response. I, I don't really know how simple that was with measuring light traveling at 671 mile, million miles an hour. Um, but these, these two guys did this. But here's what's interesting. When photons, when a single particle of, of light, um, that when it's, when it's in this wavelength traveling together with, with other light particles, and when this wavelength is all moving in the same direction, it's, it's known to be in, in phase, and it's known to be in step. That's what the scientists call it. That when light is, is gathered together, moving in the same speed, direction, wavelength, that it's in step, and it actually shines brighter. But when light moves in, in different wavelengths, it actually becomes dimmer. It begins to compete amongst itself and cancel itself out. Same thing with, with sound waves of, of sound, wavelengths of sound and noise-canceling headphones, that, that when you have two opposing sounds and you're able to put them together, the, the headphones cancel out that noise. So when you have some photons of, of light, some light particles, traveling as of wavelength together, and they're moving together in the same in phase. They're in step together over here. But, but over here, if you have other photons of light that are, that are bumping into each other, that are conflicting and opposing and going in different directions, and, and these two lights, if you take them, and they begin to cancel itself out. 
See, church, uh, radiant isn't just our name. This is who we are commanded to be, called to be. We, we are to be light, to be radiant. But if we want to shine brighter, we have to be in step. We, we have to be in the same phase where we are all moving together as, as one church, one body, one wavelength, shining brighter, moving together. We are passionately pursuing the Lord, pointing all people to him. When God pours out his presence and his, his glory through his spirit, he, he attaches this. And this, this begins to, to attract others as, as it's applied to us and, and our responses, it's awe. The text says this should, should thrill our heart. The word thrill is, is usually a context of fear and terror, but here it's, it's excitement. It's anticipation. It's, it's our, our heart skips, it, it leaps, it, it jumps, it, it throbs. It, it doesn't tremble with fear, but, but with joy. That God wants to use us as a light for him. There's something special about just Christmas and this, this season, right? I mean, from kids to, to us adults, like there's just something special about just the, the moment of, of Christmas that our, our heart has just a thrill in it same is, is true in our feeling of, of what the Lord has done for us, that, that the God of the universe, the creator of the heaven and the earth, the one who took what was formless, lifeless, shapeless, darkness, the one who, who spoke everything into existence by the power of his voice, commanded it to be, the one who pushed out darkness would now shine his face upon us. And we're no longer a child of darkness, but a child of light. This should stir up a sense of, of wonder and amazement and awe that God would do that for us. That God would, would attach. He, he would apply his glory to you. That, that God would, would then use you to, to attract others to, to shine for him. That's, it's not about us. It's not about this place. It's, it's about him. He, he is the light source. Isaiah 60, we're just scratching the surface of light. God is light. God dwells in unapproachable light. His presence is light. He cloaks himself in light. It's, it's like God wears. He, he puts on light. His face shines light. He's the creator of light, the provider of light. He gives light and life to men. Light is equated with salvation. Light is a synonym of truth. Light embodies righteousness. Light represents holiness. Light dispels darkness. Light exposes evil and sin. Light communicates safety. Light provides guidance. Israel was called to be a light to the nations. The church is a light to the world. That we are sons of light. We are saints in light. We wear the armor of light. We bear the fruit of light. We are called into his marvelous light. And we are messengers who are called to carry light. Light is all of these things and more. This morning, I, I want to, to leave us wanting more. And we come back and, and continue this series as we anticipate and we, we celebrate the arrival of the true light. Numbers 24, verse 17, I, I see him, but not now. I behold him, but not near. A star shall come out of Jacob, and a scepter shall arise out of Israel. And this Christmas, as, as we gather with family, 
friends, loved ones. That may our, our homes be a place where we arise and we, we shine, that we reflect him, that we re- represent him, that as his, his glory, as his, his light permeates in us, that, that it exudes beyond us. That we can be a people who are in awe of our Savior. Let's pray. Lord, you, you're not just the, the creator of light. You, you are the source of light. Lord, as, as we look to you, Lord, may that light be, be reflected. Lord, may, may that presence of, of your spirit, your glory be represented in our life. May, may it not just contain within us, but Lord, it, it's a light that goes out, a light that shines. Lord, may we be this kind of people, the kind of people who, who look to you. Lord, as we, as we see you, that your, your glory, that it grows upon us. Lord, as your face shines upon us, that, that we would be the people who, Lord, visibly display and reflect to you, that others would notice, that the watching world around us would see, that they would see this light, they would see that there's, there's something different. May we be quick to not hold this light ourselves, but to, to point others to you, the true source of, of light. God, as your, your spirit, your, your power, your, your presence goes with us, Lord, that this is what sets us apart. This is what makes us distinct. So, Lord, may, may we be the kind of people who look to you, who represent you, the kind of, of church who, who shines for you. May we be radiant, Lord, because you are radiant. 